0: Awesome! <laughs> that was awesome. You guys are awesome. No, You're awesome. awesome. You are awesome, sir. You are awesome. Seriously, awesome, awesome, awesome. Everything
1: is awesome. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything Is Awesome. I'm your host, Kev, and this is a show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. And this is part two of our conversation with the boys from Dissecting the Eighties. Uh, great conversation. We finish it up strong, talking about what I love to talk about. And that's comic books. So I hope you enjoy uh, listening to the rest of the boys talk about how they do their podcast and just the general muckery that we talk about. Also, uh, I want to you know we don't haven't reminded people in quite some time to leave us an iTunes review, you know? Uh, I want to say it in this episode with the boys, but uh, yeah, go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, and make sure you leave us a five-star review. It's a great way, an easy way to support this show and get it in front of more eyes, more ears, and just have more people listening to us so we can do more cool things like the Philly Podcast Fest, which is happening again this weekend on the 20th 7th and 28th of August 2016. Uh, It's the second weekend that it's happening at Tattooed Mom on South Street. The second of the 80s will be there. It's going to be a good time. Go hang out. If you like podcasts, I highly recommend it. Uh, We were there last week. It was so much fun uh, that that we're going to be able to share with you guys. Um, I'm hoping to have the audio in time to air it on uh, Wednesday, the 31st of August, uh, which is our next show, episode 33, I believe. And then... um, uh and then we're also going to video for that so that's cool i'm hoping that we have all that ready for the 31st uh other than that the only other thing i want to talk about is international podcast day it's September 30th this year um I, we're still figuring out what we want to do for it um with everything is awesome uh if you have ideas tweet at me either um at hwst on twitter or tweet the show at real awesome pod um but i'm thinking i want to get um, non no, I'm thinking I want to get non podcasters involved somehow um, so uh, stay tuned next week uh, or probably pro- probably the week after that, probably the first week in September, um, we'll start really concentrating on international podcast day, 2016. Anyway, let's get to it. You're here to listen to the rest of my conversation with Andrew and Tripp from Dissecting the 80s right here only on awesomepodcast.com. We
0: haven't done really guests and I have like tried to backdoor into them cause like I still do a little bit of reporting on the side, but it would be imp- we would have to do like a segment with somebody because the way we do a movie, no person in their right mind is like, "Oh yeah I'll sit with you for two hours while we talk about the movie in excruciating detail, and you make fun of the way my hair looks, yeah, that sounds <laughs> awesome
2: although i i would for if if we got Leah Thompson, I would say nothing bad about her
0: <laughs> you're right, but we already have that's the problem no, wait, like- we did, we
2: said nothing bad about Leah Thompson
0: <laughs> we made fun of her hair for like an hour and however the that- duck.
1: Uh, i was say it was like where were you making fun of her in but howard the duck i get it okay
0: yeah well uh, it, we didn't make fun of her in back to the future but we certainly made fun of like how back to the future 2 treats her as a character where they're like oh shit there's a girl in this movie can we just <laughs> knock her unconscious for the for the whole thing
2: and then i kept making uh, zemeckis jokes and then trip was like, is, <laughs> was like is there something about zemeckis that i missed <laughs> so
1: so um what's your process this is uh, something i don't get into as often as i want to when i talk to other podcasters um what's the and especially because you guys are remote from one another uh and i we've already heard or at least i heard uh that um you do will record when you guys meet up for whatever reasons when for family visits or whatnot what's the process for recording like for you guys
2: uh last minute on my part (laughs) I usually watch about two hours before we record to 30 minutes before we record (laughs) Um, and we'll usually Skype in and record separately and then I'll or like separate files and then I'll email it to him Mm -hmm. Um, but for the most part Trip picks a lot of the stuff just because I'm a very busy person and I'm like I'll watch put something in front of me and I'll watch it and have opinions about it and make stupid jokes but
0: Yeah. We like, it 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 was like a come to Jesus conversation in the first three, four months where I was like, I need to have roles defined here because I'm getting frustrated at you not doing these things. And I, it was eventually just like trip, just pick the stuff. I will occasionally suggest ideas, put them in the pile. But like you, if you do that, that's fine. Like I don't need to be part of that. And this is Andrew saying like, I don't need to be part of that process. And so I just like, I've made a schedule and I'll, research what's coming out. And so, uh, we recently had one where, you know, the new ghostbusters movie came out and I was like, we're a hundred percent doing an episode about ghostbusters too. Like there's a 0% chance we're not doing that. So let me look at the way our schedule lines up and like, what's the best date to release our episode to sync up so we can try to get a little bit of, you know, we're all doing this so people can hear our stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's do it around the time when people are going to be searching ghostbusters. So like yeah, maybe yeah. someone clicks on us by mistake. Yeah. Um, and like occasionally i'll suggest that like i'm like can we do an episode on the
2: golden girls and murder she wrote and gem and the holograms
0: (laughs) like gem's a perfect example where that was one where andrew was like i really want to do an episode about gem and the holograms and then i was like all right and as i'm researching it's like oh they're remaking that into a movie all right well there's the hook and so we do it that way but we'll also come up with like We've come up with some dumb themes that have become stuff that I look forward to Uh, for our our birthdays are both in February. Mm -hmm. And the first year we were doing the show, I was I was dying to show him Star Trek four. And uh, we love Jaws. So Jaws four was natural. What was the other one that year? Rocky four. Rocky 4 and he had never seen either Rocky 4 or Star Trek 4 and I was like I cannot wait to show you Rocky 4 and Star Trek 4 like this is so exciting for me. So that turned into February, which is oh, okay. every every February we do part 4 sequels. And okay. so we didn't realize at the time that the two best for our show part 4 sequels were Rocky 4 and Star Trek 4. <laughs> and, and then jaws 4 <laughs> we <laughs> went right through them uh so this year in february we did amityville horror part 4 which is about the amityville horror possessing a lamp mm-hmm. like a like a floor lamp okay <laughs> with a globe with a face in it <laughs> um, that, that like that's awful. that's a real movie it's that people spent, people spent money and like worked on that movie and that's what it's about well, that had to be a direct to video. Like, there's no way that was, was in theater. It was made for TV. But then after it, another Amityville horror movie came out in theaters. So like they they went back. They were able to cut. Like they recovered enough to come back out. But we're we're kind of lucky with our era in that it's reboot, re sequel, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's sitting yeah. out. Like you know, one day we'll probably do a Temple of Doom episode. And it's like, oh, we'll just wait till they put out that Indiana Jones five movie that everyone's gonna hate. Yeah, you know. Uh,
1: <laughs> so, so did, have you guys done indie four for for? for you really? No,
0: because it didn't come out in the eighties. We only oh, do okay. stuff between nineteen eighty
1: 1980 and nineteen eighty-nine. So, oh, we, okay, we, we, so uh, a, a a it's I gonna to be the
0: a four quotes, ladies. Yeah, I'm sorry. So the one time we broke the format was on <laughs> Leap Day. Was for me. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew had been making, like, for the whole... There was a running joke for, like, a year. Every time we'd talk about Swayze or every... Like, it would oh, yeah. just come up all over the place. that He'd be like, uh, I just wish I was watching Ghost. And it always made me laugh really hard. And my rule of thumb on the show is, like, if it makes me laugh, that's good enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just like i try to make i try to do things to make myself laugh or make him laugh or vice versa you know hope that he makes me laugh and i'm like I the, we'll go on tangents sometimes that like seem like they're going nowhere and then he'll kill me with a joke where i'm just like crying and i'm like that whole tangent staying in because that joke's funny to me and i don't care so that's that's part of it too
1: that and well and i mean
0: so for for
1: me uh back in the day podcasting was all about numbers and what the audience wanted and all all, all this and, and that and uh, again, I think being a more mature person and being in my thirties and just kind of realizing that, like, hey, I'm not gonna make money off of this." Uh, I, I realized that like, I needed to do it for me and like numbers became way less uh, important to me. And like, obviously this show usually because it's not necessarily a straight, uh, Q and a interview show, it's more conversation. There's a, it's, it's very Kevin Smith, uh, an evening with esque, where a lot of the same stories are told because, you know, it's just part of the natural conversation, that I have with somebody cause we're going to somehow get to podcasting. We're going to somehow get to wrestling. We're going to somehow get to this tabletop story. So, um, I barely like, I, not that the audience doesn't matter. Cause trust me, they do. Uh, and I appreciate everyone that listens to the show. And, and if someone writes in and says, stop telling that story, I'll probably stop telling it. But, <laughs> um, until then I'm going to tell the same stories. And I, I do, I, I just, I enjoy, if it makes me laugh, um, or it makes my guests laugh. Like I'm like, all, right. all right, well, like that's good. Like I know that this is a, a a good theme that I'm doing, and I and people keep saying yes to doing the show. So obviously I'm doing something right. But as hey. long as it makes me smile when I do it, like that's all I care about now in podcasting.
0: Yeah, I mean if we ask for it every week. We have yet for it to really become a thing, but like, if I would love to get to a point where we have enough people chiming in with responses that we do like listener request month, that would make my life, you know, to get, to get to where we could do that. Yeah. So we we're, we're, we have had people suggest stuff and I put it in the pile and like, Dirty Dancing was one people had asked us to do and I was like we're going to do that but at the, at the time has to be right and the time being right was oh we have a live show let's do something that people have heard of because we a lot of times we're trolling and stuff that no one knows what the hell we're talking about so you know yeah, when you're like talking straight about, up what the hell are you guys talking about yeah like I'm pretty sure we're two of maybe six people who have seen Parasite 3D which stars I'm going to do it again Not Demi Moore, it is Demi Moore. Cox. no it's Demi Moore not Courtney Cox <laughs> it's not Courtney Cox <laughs> Damn it! We cannot keep those two people straight collectively. It is bad, <laughs> really, for whatever <laughs> reason. They don't even look that alike. But I was going to say because
1: about- to me they're different completely.
0: Yeah, they're they're not at all alike, but I cannot put them apart in my brain. It's, I don't know. It, it's because in the parasite movie they look very similar. Okay, but it's like a piece of garbage made in 3d (laughs) because 3d was a hot trend. Let's just buy like the most expensive thing in the movie is a Lamborghini that clearly they spent a lot of money to rent for like one day. And it's awful, like it's unwatchable garbage. So like we had a good time making fun of it. But nobody knows what the hell you're talking about, because nobody has seen Parasite 3d, nor should they. Mm -hmm.
1: So I'll ask, uh, let me ask you if you guys have done this movie. And I don't know. Maybe it was a 90s movie. I'm not sure. Uh, but it, to me... So what got me... I'm a big fan of watching like like b-rated horror movies in october for halloween yeah yeah mm-hmm. i'll try to watch like 30 like one for every day of the month never <laughs> happens but i try to watch 30 in the month and i'll try to re- blog about it i
0: think the most i've done is six i have done that same project like eight times yeah, same yeah i've
2: never succeeded. and mine wasn't even watching i was just gonna recommend a movie to everyone i know <laughs> <laughs> and i was like i got three and i was like oops sorry <laughs> guys I mean, in
1: this past year, I even opened it up to short films, so that I would only have to watch four minute a four minute film, and I still only got six in. Um But I started doing the same thing for Christmas because the one year, I found this horrible B rated Christmas movie, and and I if if you if it's eighties and you guys have done it, I'm gonna listen to it right away. And if you haven't done it, you got to do it. Uh, Santa with muscles.
0: Uh, that's like. Early 90s, the Hulk Hogan uh, movie,
1: yeah. Oh my god, it's so awful!
0: Oh, it's really, really bad. It's like 90, probably 92,
1: 93. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. We, we, if we have done, we have done, uh, so the, we have done Hulk Hogan, we did uh, No Holds Barred, we used to support yeah. Hulk Hogan, yeah. So, our the, so the original thing when we did that Cindy Lauber thing is like, oh, I need cover art, and I found this stupid picture of the mega powers, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, and it just struck me as funny and I like poorly photoshopped our faces over there. So I was like, isn't this a good dumb joke? And, <laughs> uh, that's why Andrew is the macho man because I photoshopped his face over Randy Savage's okay. like two and a half years ago. And I just found that joke funny and I've been beating it into the ground ever since. But, and it's why we have a Photoshop every
2: episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I was, I, I was going to say that's the origin there now. Yeah, now
0: yeah. So that's the origin story of our podcast art, but like, you know, six months ago or so, Hulk Hogan came out on this, like, racist tirade, and it was like, all right, well, I super don't want my face on that person's for all of our podcasts, so that's when we switched to, you know, Doc Brown and, and Marty McFly for the, you know, the face in the hole. Uh-huh. That
2: okay, was okay. that was also, like, I literally made myself a Hulkamania shirt, like a hand-painted Hulkamania. I cut it the way his was cut, and then a week later, it was like,
0: Hulk Hogan's a racist asshole, and it was like, well, <laughs> great. <laughs> wow. So, so we kept Dissectomania because at that point, like, uh, sort of like WrestleMania, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, we probably should have changed, but I wasn't about to change the Twitter handle and all that stuff. So Dissectomania, we kept. We definitely distanced ourselves from the racist.
1: It's Shit it's heel. funny that you say this because I completely forgot about the racist remarks that he made and uh I don't know because for us for me it hasn't happened but for everyone listening it has my plan was to come out to Hogan's music at the live <laughs> show uh, and I don't know if I'm going to do that now
0: Yeah I that's that's exa- like uh, that It's so universally stupid and great, and it's like, oh, you ruined it because you're a schmuck. And he didn't even do, like, a proper apology tour where we could get over it. Like, he needed to go on, like, the full-on apology circuit of, like, he does 10 interviews, and he seems like he's really sorry, even if we know he's not. Like, you needed to do the thing that celebrities do, and he just did one terrible interview and then moved on from it.
1: Oh, I completely forgot about it. I,
0: I You're so, probably like most people. Like, most people probably have forgot at this point. But, like, you know, we created a new identity, so we just went with it. Yeah.
2: Plus, I like the Back to the Future more anyways.
1: Well, and I think for me, like, that, I think, symbolizes – and I guess if you do more than just movies, I'm completely wrong here. But because I just think of you guys as a movies podcast, like that represents, I think, the movies more than than your other picture.
0: Definitely, yeah. We we did do the Mega Power match. Hulk versus savage at WrestleMania five as an episode is when we were trying to do stuff. So like we did, we have dabbled, we do a little bit of TV, but it's, it's almost always movies.
2: Yeah. Occasionally TV stuff. But I think it's because we have to, like with a movie, we just pick the movie. But when we pick a TV show, we then have to pick which episode of the TV show we want to watch.
0: And that's like one of the few times ever we got like, uh, And I say this as one, so know it's lovingly, but like internet nerd feedback was our episode about Magnum Pi, which we did for Pi Day because that's a joke that made me giggle. Um, (laughs) I'm glad you're on the same wavelength.
1: Oh God! Oh, if the if I was drinking, I would have been laughing for
0: twenty minutes straight on that. (laughs) That is such a silly, dumb joke. I like it um but we picked we picked this one cuz like we were just i was just like there's like 200 magnum pi episodes and so like i just was scrolling for stuff that caught my eye and the one was like there's a circus and a guy's face is mutilated and like a girl gets knocked off a trapeze and falls to her death and i was like all right this sounds interesting and it was like a fairly late in the run episode and so when we put that up we got a comment from a guy who was like and I, I can't resist doing the voice. So I do apologize because this guy was very nice to us. But he's like, uh, excuse me, but you picked a terrible episode of the P.I. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point of the show you're watching, listening to. Except except, ones. not really, though, because
2: we picked a great episode of the Golden Girls.
0: Well, that's because it was ridiculous. It's a, The Golden Girls did an episode about drug abuse. Like, there was <laughs> no other option.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I'm. The Golden Girls is one of the f- shows from the '80s that I ha- I have watched,
2: Th- and that is, it's I literally one that. of my favorite shows. Period. Like no matter what, across the board.
1: It is, well, it is a good show. Like I I, I I like it, or I I mean, at least when I was a kid. I, see, I grew up uh, with uh, my fa- my father worked overnights uh, when I was a kid, so like a lot of times he was at home with me and we you know, he'd be sleepy, so we'd watch TV. Um, and I grew up, like, what basically is a Nick and Night kid. Like, I uh, anything that was a Nick and Night, which now is, like, 90s stuff and it I just makes me feel old, but uh, <laughs> The back then it was stuff like Mary Tyler Moore, Dick Van Dyke, Golden Girls. Uh, and I, I mean, some of the stuff may not have been on Nick at Night, but like the 66 Batman, uh, you know, all that stuff was like I grew up with old people television <laughs> and, uh, and love almost all of it.
0: I mean, Golden Girls is legitimately a very funny program still, and you could take a Golden Girl. I said program like I'm some old person, it's a television <laughs> show. It's a story. great program. It's, it's so a great good. story. I love watching it every every Thursday. But like, you could take a Golden Girls script and do some light editing and give it to the people on Big Bang Theory, and it's the same rhythm as a Big Bang Theory episode. Like, I'm not, yeah. I don't I don't like Big Bang Theory. I don't but, know about Big Bang Theory, but I agree that it's but but like traditional three camera sitcom where it's like setup, set a up, set up punchline, setup, set a up, set up punchline, setup, set a up, set up, set up punchline. Like, you could give it to any of those like three camera shows, and it's it's that they could do that script. And obviously all the jokes about like having gray hair everywhere aren't going to land. But like <laughs> you could give it to them and it would be fine.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and for me, so I have I've always been a TV person. So like for so going back to 80s movies, movies that I should have watched, uh, I, like I was 21 when I watched Goonies for the first time. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I, and I mean, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, but I don't have the same like feeling towards it that almost everyone else in the world does, because um, I, I mean, I, I just I was born in '84, uh, so I mean, I guess I should have watched those movies. I, I watched like there was one summer where I literally watched nothing back Back to the Future. Like I was more, <laughs> I've always been more just into the first like, one? no, no, I would watch all three. So it was like day summer day one Back to the Future, summer day two Back to the Future Part Two, summer day. three three back to the future part three day four repeat the cycle
0: <laughs> i'm glad you didn't watch them all on the same day because like that was would be say, that would so embarrassing out. and i've never done that ever <laughs> in uh, my whole life at any uh, point ever <laughs> <laughs>
1: um no uh i mean i'm i, I when i i do that now <laughs> like i'll sit down and watch three all three of them in a day but back then yeah i the, i and i should have those me- movies memorized because of that but wrestling took it away from me or <laughs> yeah. that's what i blame uh and so but i was always more into like those type of movies like the the time travel or superhero type of fantasy stuff so like goonies or even um like, like i've never to this day and this is gonna make me a horrible philadelphia guy never watched
0: rocky uh neither have i
1: okay well so i'm not
0: alone <laughs> you're not but also Rocky's a 70s movie
1: well okay
0: so it's it's you, you got to get into the whole thing of like the pacing is different like it's okay. a very different movie like i'm not i'm not saying that it's like a, oh i didn't mean that it's like oh you dummy that's not our podcast <laughs> i mean that is like 70s movies have a very different feel yeah. and it's like uh like at this point watching rocky if you're unfamiliar with it it's gonna seem like it's 800 hours long
1: well, and I wanna watch it for the simple fact of I am not huge into boxing at all. So like I that's the reason I've never watched it. I was like, that, I, there's nothing to sell me on.
0: That's good because Rocky isn't about boxing at all.
1: <laughs> well, then maybe I'll like it. But I mean I, I, I
0: feel you can't say at all. He is a boxer. The first Rocky the first Rocky like an hour of the movie is about Rocky courting Adrian
1: so it's like, boxing like it's, is an underlining theme
0: yes but like the like as they went on it just became like montages of punches but the first movie is very different like it's it won an academy award for best picture it's not it's like a it's like a soulful movie about love and searching for your place in the world
1: well and and seeing all the previews for creed like i want to see creed i still haven't seen it but creed is a movie i was like wow this is a boxing movie that i want to see and think like
0: trip well, cried when he watched that movie I didn't quite cry but I did get a little for <laughs> Clem but I'm a I'm a rocky fan like I like I saw Rocky when I was very young I've seen all the movies except part five like I I, I like that character a lot and it gets to a nice yeah that's a, what I've heard it's it's the perfect way to do that nostalgia reboot movie where you honor the original one, but you make clearly your own thing. And there's like a few little, you know, glimpses of the thing that you remember from the other movie, but mostly it's his own thing. But there's this one really poignant scene. That's like a direct callback to Apollo Creed that I was like, well, that was done as perfectly as possible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, it's, you know, I, I will shame no one for crying during anything because so I don't know if it's because I'm in my thirties now or because I have children, but, uh, uh, I cry at the drop of a hat for everything now. Like, I, I literally the the f- uh, first uh, reboot of the Muppets movie with uh, uh, Jason siegel or Yeah, siegel, yeah. Right? Oh, of course.
0: I <laughs>
2: Weeping City.
0: I. I Wait, what okay. part did you cry during? I don't remember the weepy part of Muppets. <laughs> I cried oh, during the, where Kermit sings the really sad song. Uh, no
1: no 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 uh, unless maybe this is part of it I haven't seen it in a while at the very end Kermit like has like this emotional like speech like uh, like to get the gang back together to say hey we we did our best or I, I forget what the speech was about because I have only seen that movie once, uh, but it was in theater with uh, my, my then pregnant fiance. Uh, I don't think, I think that was my first kid. So it wasn't, we didn't even have a kid in life yet. But um, I, at the end of the movie, when Kermit's giving his, his monologue, I sat there and started tearing up. And, and and my fiance was like, are you crying during the Muppets? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, no, (laughs) no,
0: Can I blow up your spot? Yeah, if, yeah. Oh, which one? Uh, the 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 one at the beach this year?
2: Oh yeah, I was
0: gonna say which movie, which <laughs> okay, which okay, Andrew okay. cries at a movie let, story let me tell? Because there's
2: tell. a catalog
0: of them. This one is special to me, so I would like to tell it if it's okay with you. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I'm not gonna say the movie until the end because I think it's better. So Andrew and I went to see a superhero movie this summer, and. It's a long movie, and I was, like, getting to the point of, like, boy, all I can think about is how much I have to pee because it's two hours into this movie. And then we get to the big climactic showdown scene, which happens in literally every one of these movies, except this time it's Tony Stark versus Captain America. Okay. And did you see it? Yes. Okay, I was going to say, this is going to ruin the end of this movie for you, if you have it. Spoiler alert. uh, He jams his shield into Tony Stark's, like, battery pack in his chest, and he, like, twists it, and Tony Stark, like, slumps, and he's obviously not dead, but he can't fight back anymore. And he's like, he's my friend, Tony. And Tony's like, yeah, I was too. And I hear, like... (laughs) And I'm like, that can't possibly be. And like Tony goes and he picks up the winter soldier at that point. It's like, <laughs> and I look over and he is like weeping, like just under an ugly snarfly cry of just like tears rolling down his face. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Is it okay to swear on the show? I hope it is. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, was, it. I, was, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, it's about friendship. <laughs> I was, like, full-on crying, and I just was, like, I, I couldn't focus for the rest of the movie. I don't remember the end of the movie because all I could think about was, like, my brother is weeping at Captain America, Winter Civil War, excuse me. He's weeping at the end of Captain America 3, like, weeping. Like, I have to reevaluate my whole life. Because it was about friendship. <laughs> But like, oh, okay. but like a couple of years before that toy story three came out oh. and I've already talked about, uh, you know, our, our, our dad being a hardened, uh, basically a war guy, even though he has no military experience. Uh, I, we all purposely like, didn't read anything about toy story. So the only thing that I went into that movie knowing was like extremely well-reviewed and a friend of mine who I, you know, pressed his movie opinion was like, it's much darker than you think it's going to be. And I was like, all right, so we get to we're in their toy story and we get to the and I had told my family this like, Nathan uh, Nate, you know, my buddy's like, Hey, it's it's much darker than you think it's gonna be. I'm like, Oh, right, okay. And we get to the part where like the toys all hold hands as they're about to go yeah. into that furnace yeah. and like we just go like oh, the whole family's having a cry you know yeah. we're all just like oh, oh my god they can't pot like I was like this is a children's movie <laughs> you can't do this and so they like I'm they, never they, gonna
2: meet Woody in the parks
0: again <laughs> yeah yeah it's like they're gonna have Woody in the park with like the jaws fire damage <laughs> where he's like faces all singed and buzzes plexing glass helmets all you know frosted over but like they get out of that situation I was like oh okay that was the dark part and then it gets to the end where he's like giving away his toys and i'm just like oh oh god and yeah. it wasn't <laughs> until i got to woody and he goes
2: and he's the best friend you'll ever have and he'll and never just, leave you and it was just like boom tears
0: yep. and even our dad was crying like not as hard as the other three of us but i was like ugly crying like i had snot and stuff like i i was wiping my face and there's like small children turning around at like the fat man being obscene and i was just like <laughs> And then, you know, the nerd comes out like, you're going to regret that so hard, kid. You're going to want that back. (laughs) You're going to want that toy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I must... Toy Story 3, uh, I think that was probably the one of the first movies I cried at before I had kids uh, because that is such a uh, such an emotional ride of a movie and so much like not expecting any of the adult themed darkness to it. No, no. Uh, but I, I will say that Civil War I, uh, I cried at during like the beginning because um, and it was, there were tears of joy because that was uh, a movie that like i kind of dreamed of like about 10 years ago when the first civil war storyline came out in the comic book that comic book is what helped bring me back into reading comics and the superhero fantasy because much like every dopey teenager of the like the late 90s early 2000s you know i it was too i was too cool for comic books when i hit high school um so like between that and the walking dead like i was back into reading comics in my early 20s so and i said oh man could you you imagine this as a, a movie like everyone in one movie they'll never do anything like this and like yeah. eventually obviously the mcu was born but it was the fact that like civil war was happening and i'm like even though it's not what that comic book was uh I, the, the only thing i can equate it to was a, as much as i was really happy about the new star wars movie coming out um I would imagine fans that watch the original in theaters as, as kids or, or, or young adults or whatever, they probably felt so happy to see like Han Solo and Chewie and all those characters back. That's what civil war was for me. It was my star Wars moment. I was like, Oh my God, like this is ha- like, I can't believe this is happening. And I had, I didn't cry at the end of it with about the friendship. But I, I could, <laughs> I can see why. Like, I will again. I'm not gonna fault anyone for crying during anything because I will
2: cry at a lot of things too. You name a movie, but... and I'll tell you where in that movie I cried. I'll give you the timestamp.
1: Uh, Winter
2: Soldier. Winter Soldier. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know if I did.
1: I was gonna say that's not. You can't. That's just. That's too good of a movie to cry at. Like that's. uh, so have you guys seen? Um, I haven't. Have you guys seen Batman versus Superman? Not at all.
0: I have. Okay. I not not if you paid me okay well i, I, I mean, if you paid me i'd go i, I it uh, would have to be a lot of money that movie is two hours and 40 minutes long
1: well i, I am going to willingly check out the the ultimate edition dvd you're a big, brave
0: man because
1: i i mean i'm a huge ben affleck fan like going back to crying like i'll watch chasing amy uh just to like if i need to cry for whatever reason i'll watch chasing amy and I'll cry during his monologue every single time, and I've seen that movie. It's my favorite Kevin Smith movie, so I've seen it a lot, yeah uh, and uh and I've always liked him since chasing Amy, so like everything I've seen him in I'm just a fan of um, and so, so to have him as Batman, who is probably my favorite adult comic book hero at this point, like you like you had you had that ticket sold. <laughs> and, and I, maybe it's partially because Man of Steel was awful. Okay, I was going to uh, ask if you saw that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, you know, it's, it, that movie it, like it, it wasn't Superman and like I get that you're trying to do something different, but and I'd have no problem with people taking liberties and and taking like putting their spin on a on a superhero character. But but Superman would not let his father die. <laughs> He would uh, not break. St- if,
0: if you want to talk about Man of Steel, we can talk about Man of Steel because that is a movie that I aggressively hate, hate. A, with a passion, and I just it, I don't even like Superman, and I think that movie is atrocious. It's it's not great. Like it's that scene I, that scene you just brought up where Clark can't yeah. lets his dad run into a fucking tornado to save a dog is the stupidest scene in the history of cinema.
1: It's it would never happen. Like, hey... I I love my dogs dearly but if I knew there was a chance that I was going to die I and I have kids like I don't think I would risk my life for the dogs
0: or maybe send the intergalactic alien (laughs) that can run the speed of light to pick up the dog and return before anyone notices what happened
1: exactly in terms of that world where your son can run fast like come on like and I really I I think one of the best best Jonathan Kent's we've had is in Smallville. Like he was kind of that guy where he's like, "Oh, you should be careful because you don't want people to do see what you do." But at the same time, like, he's like, well, I mean, you got to save the kids on the school bus. <laughs>
0: like, yes. Okay. Yes. Thank, thank you. Yes. <laughs> like the, the scene where he says that Superman should have let a bus full of school children drown was where I checked out of that movie and started fast forward into the fight bits.
1: It, and, and I mean, he doesn't. And Superman went, even if it's, it's he's got that Batman issue where he would not break his greatest enemy's neck. Like, oh, it, so many things that were not superman like for me it was more like aside from it being a bad movie it was just a, like you didn't treat the character the way he should have been treated like i suppose like batman has guns in the new this batman
2: versus superman supposedly. movie.
0: supposedly he murders like 50 people okay. yeah like, I lo- <laughs> we looked up a thing that was like a <laughs> kill count <laughs> We watched and like video. half of them were gunshots to the head there is wow. literally there is literally a sequence in this movie and I'm not really spoiling anything for you but there is literally a sequence in this movie where Batman uses a harpoon gun to launch a car on a string and crushes a person's head and it like pops like a watermelon and sprays blood on the wall. Holy like shit. <laughs> yes. And he like he like literally as he's like he like eyes up this car, shoots it with a grappling hook like Locks the thing in and the car, like, whips around and kills the guy who's shooting at him. Like, like, doesn't kill. I'm sorry. Like, bag of soups the guy. (laughs) You know, that's, (laughs) that's one of our, that's one of our dumb running jokes. But, like, he turns into a bag of soup. It just, (laughs) red gravy everywhere. And, like, that's
2: my biggest concern for Suicide Squad, among all the other concerns I have for Suicide Squad as an awful movie, is that Harley Quinn is, like, one of my favorite characters ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, 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 Margot Robbie is an amazingly talented actress. I think she's going to do it great. But, like, I'm so nervous that it's just going to be shit all over everything.
0: I saw that first picture of Jared Leto with uh, disturbed or broken or whatever uh, dumb word from Hot Topic they put on his forehead. And I was like, yep, that's garbage. Well, so save for... The Joker.
1: Um, I, I was actually just talking to one of my buddies about the Suicide Squad movie. And, like, we have a feeling it could be their Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I, I... I- I mean, they marketed it much better than Batman versus Superman because I'm going to go see that movie.
0: Like (laughs) The the thing that I think separates – and I hope it's a good movie because you're going, so I hope that you have a wonderful time that doesn't suck. Like, I hope all movies don't suck. I don't actively root for movies to be bad. But the thing that I am afraid of is that there's nothing insane, silly fun about the Suicide Squad where, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of ridiculous on its face, and that's what made it wonderful. Like, I – We talked about my old podcast already. My buddy and I, one of the like pop uh, pop culture discussions we talked about. And this is like three years ago. So we're early into the MCU was like me reading the description of Guardians of the Galaxy when it was just like it had been announced. And I was like, literally, one of the characters is called Rocket Raccoon. (laughs) And it's just they were high and thought it was funny listening to the Beatles. Like that's the actual origins of that character. And I was like, and his best friend is a tree monster. And like cut to speak. Yeah. And it has three words cut to three years later we are grew and i'm getting sniffly and teary-eyed in the t- theater you know yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. like like it can be done but i just i i have zero faith after seeing man of steel and then the ad campaign for batman versus, versus superman
2: yeah well and then they were like oh we're re- after deadpool was a success they're like we're gonna recut the entire movie and reshoot everything <laughs> and i was like yeah well fuck
0: <laughs> I'm glad I dressed up as Harley Quinn before the movie came out. Cause I'm not going to do it after suddenly Harley Quinn's like looking to Cameron and being like, look at this asshole doing it,
2: doing it like a, do a Jim Halpert eye roll.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: no, I, I, I'm, I have faith for that movie. Like, I think that I, and honestly, like at this point, I think this is going to be the movie now that makes or breaks that DCU because, I mean, I guess it made money, but you, you already had a huge misstep. I I, had, I mean, from what I've heard, we're, we're going to luck out with the solo Batman movies because apparently, apparently he was the best part of B-
0: Batman versus Superman. But Suicide Squad could make or break the DCU. I think so, yeah. If it doesn't make money, they're going to be in trouble because it's funny to talk about Batman versus versus. I can't say versus tonight. Yeah. Batman versus the Superman. The... the the thing that's weird about it is it was unsuccessful because it didn't make a billion dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that's, that is literally the measure of success of a superhero movie. If it's cost more than X, it has to make a billion dollars or it's not worth it. And it didn't. And so it's like, Oh, it made $800 million worldwide. And it's considered a flop because everybody (laughs) hated it. And so they didn't go see it three times. And it's, it's like you asked us about the origins of of our thing. And this is kind of tangentially tied to that is like, as a big giant movie nerd, I'm sorry for losing everybody on this, but in the eighties, there was this like middle ground on movies where stuff could cost like between, like you could have a small movie and you could have a big movie and you could have sort of an in-between movie. And now we
2: movie, if you will.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, but we don't really have them anymore. Like there's no $45 million to $60 million movies. It's either under 15, generally or under 20 or like 180. And so like, you can't just do like, oh, we're going to give Squirrel Girl $45 million and see what the hell happens. Oh, they should. So- and they I would should watch do- the hell out of that movie. Right. And, like, and you sold my ticket already. they going, yeah, we're going to do Squirrel Girl. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm already in and you could make it like Deadpool is yeah. a perfect example of a movie that costs like $60 million and or made a I bunch know of money Wonder begins. Woman. <laughs> well, Wonder Woman, like I'd, like Wonder to see- Woman. <laughs> I'd like to see Wonder Woman get a big budget, but that's already happening apparently. But like we just don't have that middle movie anymore. And so like Deadpool is a great example of you can make a cool, fun thing for a small amount of money and make a big fat chunk. But they only want to commit like they're only willing to commit to a two hundred dollar, two hundred million dollar movie and hope that it makes a billion. It's it's very the business has been kind of shifted that way. It's it's kind of fascinating to watch, but also not necessarily the best thing for movie consumers.
1: And that's my fear for Deadpool 2 is that okay, we had such huge success, let's pump a lot of money into it yeah. and make it even better and like I I the Fox is going to ruin that movie. Like it's not I don't think it's going to be Tim Miller or Ryan Reynolds or anyone else that was involved with the first one. It's going to be the the studio. Because well, Ryan that? Reynolds
2: is like all about that character's history and is like I want to bring Spider-Man in and I want to have a gay relationship with Spider-Man. <laughs> So like he's not gonna ruin shit. It's gonna be
0: Fox being like, "Nah." the the yeah. one The one reason I hold out hope is: Did you see um twenty two Jump Street?
1: Yes. Okay. So no, wait twenty two. I don't know. I don't think I saw twenty two. No, I saw okay. twenty
0: one. So the sequel to that was about how dumb sequels are, okay. and it was th- awesome. Like it was uh, just great, and that that wasn't Fox, but like. I'm like, it would be great to me if they were like, okay, the Deadpool movie has a hundred million dollar budget. Like I'd bet there's a scene in it where Deadpool is literally lying on a bed made of money.
1: <laughs> I, I, and you, you, you're right. If they, if they pull the card of like, let's uh make fun of sequel movies, a sequel superhero movies specifically. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Yeah. They, they could win big time with that.
0: Like I, I'm literally saying the ad campaign of like, it's Deadpool with a plate of sushi and uh the chopsticks are gold and he's literally laying on it like a breaking bad sized bed made of money with uh what's that actress's name i just forgot her the 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 female in that movie uh... elizabeth (laughs) shu no what the hell's her name i keep wanting to say carla gugino that's so very very wrong uh Um, oh uh uh Marina baccarin yes, yes 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 okay she's Awesome in the movie, but like I could totally see her like fanning him with a palm frond, and he's like <laughs> there with like a plate of sushi made out of gold, and and like I you know like all of that, I'm into it. Like I I have faith that the people who are creatively behind that will be able to fight back a little. But you are totally right that they're going to try to ruin it. They're going to be like, all right, here's nine villains he has to fight. I'm like no, just the one. Here's a giant spider. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You made the, you picked the perfect person to drop that reference off. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> ah, yeah,
1: <yeah, yeah>, yeah. <laughs> uh, the giant spider—I love it. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I actually today, speaking of horrible superhero movies, I, and I, we had, we turned it off because my kid was starting to watch it, and I guess I don't know. I walked away because I had to put my daughter to bed, but my son's old enough to pay attention to movies. It was Fantastic Four, the the reboot, <laughs> and
0: I want to oh, watch it—the it like one that so came
1: bad. out last year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I want to watch it because it's so bad. Uh, and as I was actually a fan of the first two, like I, I didn't mind the 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 ones with uh, Jessica Alba and whoever else was in it, Chris uh, Evans, Chris Evans, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't mind the ones with Captain America. In it. Like I think it was great, like uh, not, not great, I, great's the wrong word. <laughs>
2: they but... were good. <laughs> Uh, okay it, they
1: were good yeah i i so there's three tiers well uh, i guess i may have to adjust this at some point but before like the mcu or like when the mcu just started i had three tiers for superhero movies there was like the really really good ones like iron man and uh spider-man 2 and stuff like that and then there was the middle ground which was pretty much everything else and then there was the low ground which was at the time Ang Lee's hulk like i hated that like I don't hate any movie more than I hate Ang Lee's Hulk. Uh, and, And that was the only movie to ever stoop that low, except for maybe, I guess, now the rebooted Fantastic Four. Or Howard the Duck oh i now i wouldn't put that in my top tier i've watched that but i've watched that movie at least once and i would watch it again
0: when's the last time you watched that movie uh
1: whatever it was on netflix like a couple years ago
0: okay (laughs) because those dead
2: eyes do a lot more than you think they do
0: (laughs) they are deeply upsetting to watch
1: Uh, i'll have to watch i'm gonna have to watch it again because it's like seeing
2: like have you ever seen pictures of like when disney world first opened and what the characters looked like Yes, yes, it's yes, yes. like they're nightmares.
0: <laughs> oh. Howard uh, the Duck, I think, might have been the origins of our discussions of like, what on earth, like, how was there no process to check this? Where George Lucas was like, uh, one of the characters is gonna be uh, a lady duck and we're gonna see your lady duck breasts, and nobody was like, uh, yeah, okay, no, <laughs> 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 um, so, no, sir, sorry, I know you made Star Wars, but that's my no. favorite
2: joke is like. People think like, oh, movies just happen, but like, no, someone made up a, a concept, then someone wrote a story, then someone cast it, then someone directed it, then someone edited it, then someone put it in post, and then someone marketed it, and then we watched it. Like, there's a lot of steps.
0: Everything you see in a movie, 12 people had to approve. If At, not at, more. Least, at least. So like every time you see something that doesn't make sense, you just have to remember that like 12 people said, yep, that's good enough for me. <laughs>
1: yeah uh i I mean
0: snorting coke they were like yep uh
1: yeah it is amazing that uh, that a lot of shit movies get put out but hey i mean that gives future uh, generations to do dissecting the the Yeah. yeah exactly Uh, so i mean uh it's all full circle i guess um all right so i think it's uh i'm getting a little sleepy we're all east coasters it's past midnight yeah um uh, i think it's time to say good night uh besides the your show that's happening next week at 5 p.m at tattooed moms uh on august 28th well, do you have anything else that you want to plug throughout or throw out your social media plugs and your website and whatnot
0: yeah yeah we can do that um we're every other week every other monday uh it's dissecting the 80s.com facebook.com slash dissecting the 80s. on Twitter, it's slightly different. It's dissectomania, which is a character limit problem, but I'm really active on all the social media stuff. And what's the Instagram one? Uh, just dissecting the 80s. Okay. Uh, so or you can also, follow
2: me, I guess. Andrew Dean Leno. I'll throw myself out there.
0: <laughs> I, I do all my social media through the show at this point. So if you want to catch me on Twitter it's um, I'm the guy behind dissectomania.
1: All right, very. And where uh, besides, uh, I guess iTunes. Where where did you say where you can they can find the show?
0: It, pretty much any podcast app at this point. Okay. Uh, we're yeah, we're on Google Play. We're uh, Stitcher, iTunes. Uh, if you throw us a review on iTunes, we read it on the air. We're doing that for the first hundred, and we've got uh, not a hundred <laughs> yet. So uh, if you do if you do review the show, we will read it on the air. We always implore people. Oh, to which that.
1: which does remind me, I promised people I would do that, and uh, a couple of days ago we got. Almost a month ago, <laughs> almost a month ago, we got one. So I should, I'm going to, I'm going to do it live instead of in a, in a uh, commercial. I just have to pull it up. So I'm going to kill some time here uh, talking about that. Um, yeah, I don't, it's, uh, it's something that I promised and I didn't think people would review. So I just never check. And I checked for the first time the other day and I was like, holy crap, someone reviewed it. But so I've reviewed my own show, by the way.
0: Oh, we did too. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, yeah. The president votes for himself yeah
1: or herself yeah whatever i'm
0: not trying to be sexist so the first
1: first review is uh from silent kev aka me (laughs) uh so that's great show love the style of the interview it's great to get to know the guest on a more intimate level than a quick guest spot that's pretty spot on um okay photo rain Uh, left a uh, review uh, just about uh, on June 29th totally worth it listen love it it's totally worth it everything is awesome in this podcast uh, so thank you photo rain for, um, for for shouting us out on leaving a five star review on iTunes uh, much like if, while you're on iTunes leaving reviews for dissecting the 80s uh, I highly recommend you subscribe to their podcast and then come over to my show subscribe to us and leave a five star review I keep forgetting to remind people to do that uh, and if you do I'll read it on the show uh, if you leave a one star review I will not so uh, oh, don't do we'll that. read any star
2: we, we
0: don't have that caveat you can tell us we're a bunch of nerdy ass The only thing we won't read is hate speech. Yeah, we our rule is no uh, hate speech. Anything else goes. You don't even have to be nice to I, us, but review the show.
1: I'll tell you what, I I'll read a one star review as long as you rate it five stars. Like rate it five stars and tell me I'm awful. That's all. I, <laughs> that's fine. That's, I'm okay with that. Uh, just don't, just don't like ruin. I got a, a pretty good record now. It's two for two five. Uh, so don't ruin that record, people. Um, and. Uh, So, yeah, um, now you have three. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Thank you. Mystery person that left that third review.
0: Oh, the uh, name of our review is Dissecting the Eighties. It's going to be pretty obvious who left it. Out. The name of my iTunes account is that. So it's going to be pretty straightforward to figure it out.
1: I actually, I think mine used to be HHWST, which if you want to follow me on Twitter, my personal Twitter is at HHWST. Um, I had that as my Twitter because that was the original, my original podcast was Happy Hour with Steel Tip, HHWST. And, um, And I felt like, well, I can't leave a review for a happy hour podcast as happy hour. So I want to change it to sign Kev. No one will know. Uh, (laughs) Except for now, when I announce it to everyone that
0: listens to the show, Um, all three of them. Uh, So I'm sorry. I know we're going to bed, but did you do the podcast in character as steel tip? Uh,
1: No, sometimes Um, (laughs) it it depended on what we were doing. Like, so there were, uh, if we were interviewing other guys from the wrestling league federation, yeah. whatever you want to call it then totally uh and sometimes depending on the guest if they if they were into it we would play around like that like that but for like the general segments and whatnot uh no I just did it as, as me uh though I mean it was more like in my 20s I was a shock jockey person like I I got gotcha. you yeah it was really a a different radio show like almost like i'm kind i don't think anyone can find it on the internet like i think it's been like i i I mean it's buried if it's there i can't even find it on the internet uh it is kind of like almost embarrassing how shock jockey it was like it's so it's so not my humor anymore and like uh, so it's 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 nothing i really enjoy now uh so I'm glad it's buried and no one can find it. And and I mean, it, I mean, it would ruin
0: my future political career. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you we all know you got to protect that. That's yeah, a I mean, important thing out there.
1: I don't plan on having one, but it, and you never know. You never know what happens post zombie apocalypse. Got to uh, leave those doors open, man. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, now I, I think of myself as a, a sophisticated podcaster now. Um, <clears throat> I'm not. <laughs>
0: uh, but I, like to I think, mean we're not but we, yeah, know. we are hardly highbrow <laughs> yeah
1: no I mean I, I I think I ended my interview with Aaron McGathy by saying if you ever want to slum it with the, with this podcast again let me know and we'll totally have you on again uh and I think that's when I got blocked uh side note she did not block me i don't want to start that rumor (laughs) she's it's it's, i don't know if you guys have ever talked to like people that you admire and whatever Uh, i've always feared it i try and avoid it yeah because like what if they're assholes uh, so
0: I used to do like media interviews in college. I worked for the entertainment section of the paper. So I got to interview a lot of people. Uh, and I'm not going to say this person's name cause that's terrible, but I once interviewed a person who didn't know what the difference between fiction and nonfiction was <laughs> like, I asked a question and I was like, Hey, this movie you're playing this, non you know, this nonfiction role. And then it just got announced that you're playing this you know, this other movie just got announced and you're playing a very obviously fictional role. Is there a difference in preparing? And the person like looked at me for a second and like contemplated and was like, what is fiction? And I was like, (laughs) Oh man, we're going to get like an esoteric, like, you know, arty person answer. I'm so excited for what this person has to say. And there was like a beat. And then there was another beat. And then at the third beat, I was like, Oh shit the person I'm talking to doesn't know the difference between fiction and nonfiction. And I had to go, well, fiction is not real. And nonfiction is like the movie you were just in to a grown ass professional actor. This person had to was define like, a word. This person was well old enough to know this. This was not a child actor. And I was just like, you literally met the whole family of a person or some members of a family of a person who you played a character based on them. And you don't know the difference between those words.
1: (laughs) Oh God, I'm
2: totally once I hit stop, I'm totally. Yeah, I will I will tell, I will absolutely tell yeah, you off air. I don't air, remember but, this story, so yeah,
0: I, I will totally tell you off air, but I don't I don't wanna uh, do that with a person that uh, in, in the world.
1: But I I'm pleased to say that like sitting down and talking to Aaron McGathy was like the total like win because like I did she was not an asshole at all. And like, I think it's even in the episode. She said, if I ever come to Ireland, hit her up and she'll like show me around. So like, Oh, that's awesome. Totally cool. Per- I highly, that, uh- I don't know how good the episode is to me. It's, it's right now my favorite, but I'm still kind of riding that high. Uh,
0: to I, I interviewed uh, Mick Foley for an article. <sighs> here, uh, Like two, I knew you would be, I, you, it, you yeah. talking about it remaining. I was like, I have to share this. And so this is real quick. And then I promise I will shut up until the show is over. Uh, but I had like four really good questions I wanted to ask him. And I got so starstruck. And so like, don't turn into the Chris Farley show. Don't turn into the Chris Farley show. Don't turn into the Chris Farley show that I like forgot these four questions I really wanted to ask just like basic stuff. But like, Hey, tell me a great Vince McMahon story. Cause like, yeah, I could yeah. never get enough of that. And he was really kind and gracious. And we talked for like 20 minutes and I was like, I'm going to have to let you go. And I was like struggling to remember these questions. I was like, I'm going to have to let you go, but thank you for being so nice to me and talking to me for like 25 minutes. And you definitely did not have to do that. Uh, so sometimes it works out. You never yeah. know.
1: Yeah, and and I feel like at least with Kevin Smith when if that ever happens, it's going to be the same deal because he doesn't want to live a story like how he tells about Bruce Willis. So, right,
0: right, right. So he doesn't want to have to live that. So, when it happens, man, think positive. I have faith yeah, in you. Yeah. No,
1: yeah, it's it's going to have uh, the and officially after I talked to him and to Aisha Tyler, there's no purpose to this podcast. I can <laughs> shut back it down. Yeah, pack it up, yeah, <laughs> <back> it up <laughs> shut it down and and boom, I'm done. Uh, now I see I started this show uh, basically just to I mean it's quite obvious I like to talk uh, I to talk to people and like just tell, like, it's to me a conversation podcast not a long form interview podcast uh, and I just like uh, I. It, I, the way I was finally able to word it right was after listening to um, Jeff Stormer and Party One say the reason he started his podcast was so he could play games with people, and the reason I started this podcast is just so I can talk to new and interesting people. Like I will talk, I and anyone that's out there listening, if you want to sit around and talk for an hour about nothing, like come on the show. Uh, I will literally talk to anybody. You don't have to be part of the podcast, or an actor, or an entertainer in any uh, shape or form. Like I have a buddy who lives down south who he promised he'll, promised me he'll be on the show just so we can talk southern culture like i'm fascinated by that's Southern awesome. culture. yeah that's awesome yeah so yeah I'm so that's playing like- a
2: southern girl right now i love southern culture <laughs>
1: it's
2: uh i
1: it, it's I, I mean the southern culture i'm probably referring to as much might be a little different because like he told me about this town once in uh in in alabama that like literally it says like on your way out or your way in like if you're colored be out by 6 p.m and i'm like wait it's 2016 or at the time it's like 2010 like this there's no way that racism still occurs he's like oh buddy in alabama it does i'm like holy shit
2: That is horrible. It's a whole different place.
1: (laughs) It's, yeah. So, like, it just, like, that kind of crap fascinates me. Um, Anyway, uh, again, thank you guys for being on the show. Make sure you check out their podcast, uh, Dissecting the 80s. If you have a time machine, go back to August uh, 6th, is it? August 6th. August six. If you have a time machine, go back and watch the show live as part of the Baltimore podcast I festival. festival. Uh, I wish I, I I that's I'm just starting to get into like finding other podcast festivals and stuff to like be part of. Uh, I applied to the Pittsburgh one that I've we heard. Do. Yeah, they haven't said anything since March, so I have no idea what's going on. But
0: they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea either.
1: Yeah. Uh, but now I know for next year I, uh, to try to get into the Baltimore Con one or bottom not Baltimore Con, Baltimore Podcast Fest. God damn. All these festivals and cons, they get a <laughs> blend. Uh, uh, but for sure, if you don't have a time machine, check them out August 28th, 5 p.m. At Tattooed Moms in Philadelphia on South Street. Uh, it's going to be a good time. You know how good it is because you were there last week to watch my show. So you know how great Tattooed Moms is.
0: Come hear us make jokes about Tom Cruise and possibly get threatened by the Scientologists of America.
2: But also make a lot of gay jokes.
0: Yeah. Also <laughs> Which that, is okay. Also I can that do that. Yeah so many gay jokes uh,
1: okay uh thanks again guys you can find me on twitter at hhwst. find the show on twitter at real awesome pod uh, and of course find the show on awesome podcast.com thanks for listening we'll see you next time right here as i said on awesome podcast.com